0: Welcome to Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series in the hospitality tabletop industry. This podcast was originally published in the week of March 23rd and runs for approximately 30 minutes. Now, here's your host, Dave Turner. Hi, everyone, I'm Dave Turner, and I'm your host here at Seat Yourself. And today, I wanna to welcome you to a very different format for the Seat Yourself podcast. Given the very difficult difficult and uncertain times that everyone in our industry is going through, it didn't really seem appropriate to continue on with our standard format for our weekly podcast series. So, beginning today, we're starting a mini-series that we're titling On the Front Lines. In our new On the Front Lines series, we'll be speaking with people from all corners of our audience and who are indeed on the front lines of the food service and hospitality industry, and like all of us, fighting for their survival. Our intention in these conversations with these frontline warriors will be to get their views on what's happening in their particular region, but we also want to learn what they're doing to fight their way through this current situation for themselves, their teams, and perhaps most especially, their customers. So we'll be sharing what ideas they have for helping others. After all, we are all in this together. Our first on the front lines conversation is with Bunny Johnson. Bunny Johnson is the principal of her rep firm, Hospitality Dining Solutions, and her, Bunny and her team cover the Washington, D.C., Virginia, and Maryland areas in the United States. Hospitality Dining Solutions represents many best-in-class tabletop lines, and along with another number of great adjoining category product lines. And Bunny is an expert in our business. She's a pro's pro, as I like to call it. And when it comes to hospitality sales, and especially hospitality tabletop sales, She's been doing it right for a long, long time. But rather than have me go on and on, I want to welcome Bunny here to the very first episode in our On the Front Lines series. Bunny, welcome to On the Front Lines. I want to thank you for joining us today. Bunny, thanks again for joining us. We, you and I have known each other for quite a while. And as I said in the intro just a minute ago, I really consider you to be a pros pro at this. So uh, uh, when it comes to selling tabletop and buffetware products, uh, in my mind, you're, you're certainly one of our experts that we have in our field. Can you give me a quick snapshot or give our listeners a quick snapshot on, on who you are, how you got into this business, and tell us a little bit about what you do? And so because we have a lot of listeners overseas who may not understand exactly the setup that you have. Well,
1: thank you, Dave. Thanks for inviting me today. I appreciate the opportunity. I um, have been in the hospitality industry in all aspects for my entire adult life. Um, I've worked hotels, restaurants, uh, managed, waited tables, bartended, catered, uh, done marketing and events, uh, banquet sales, just everything but cook but I certainly know my way around the kitchen. I will never profess to cook, but I can certainly get around the kitchen. (laughs) So that uh, led me from operations into uh, working for a commercial smallwares distributor for a few years, um, which then resulted in 2002, I joined a uh, manufacturer's rep group, which then brought me to Today, which I eventually owned my um, Hospitality Dining Solutions. And we are a group of three people. We represent nine manufacturers, which encompasses approximately 30 different brands under all of those manufacturer umbrellas. Um, So I've always been involved in the hospitality industry. It's in my blood, I love the people, Um, I love the products, I love designing things, putting things together, uh, solving problems. Um, probably the, the main point is that I like it that it's something different every single day. Every day brings something different. I don't care how long you've done it, you think you've seen everything, something new happens. And, and um, that feeds into my passion uh, of everything I, I just mentioned. Um, I always say there's a very, very fine line between my personal life and my professional life. Um, because it, it's, it's all very personal to me, and, and it's just what I, it's what I do.
0: Well, you know, it, it really uh, comes through loud and clear, and anybody who knows you, um, and I've been fortunate enough to know you for a while, anybody who knows you uh, knows of, first of all, your professionalism, but also your passion. So uh, thanks again for joining us. And I really wanted to talk about uh, the reason for this new uh, mini-series that we're doing on the front lines is I really wanted to get to uh, to people like yourself, experts who, um, who are really out there fighting this battle uh, uh, and, uh, and really understand it and help others understand also that, that they're not alone. And, and no matter where you are in the world right now, uh, the restaurant and the hospitality industry is under siege. Um, so uh, have you ever seen anything that comes close to this? You've been, you've been at this for a while too, like I have. Have you ever seen anything that comes even close to where we are now?
1: No, I haven't. Um I, I began, you know, like I, I just recapped in the manufacturing rep world uh right after 9/11. So I was just starting. So the business was slow, but I was also learning this side of the, the business. So it it I didn't really know any difference? so I didn't really notice how slow it was you know Um, then you know along comes 2007 the financial crisis and that went on for a few years buying habits of operators um, were very very selective um, selective on where they were going to spend their money what they were going to spend their money on and only spending money that was necessary but the difference in that time and today really is that we had time to prepare for that because we saw that coming. And, and this, you know, COVID-19 virus, we, you could say, yes, we sort of saw it coming. We heard about it, but, but when the bottom fell out, it fell out. And, and no one had time to prepare or even, even begin to think of what are we going to do next. I think everybody's a little reactive now.
0: Yeah, it seemed to me to, uh, in, in some of the other situations you mentioned, whether it be nine eleven or, uh, 2007, it was more of a slow down, uh, sort of a gradual landing. And here, um, it in some cases has gone right off the cliff and, uh, and with, with such a sudden stop. And so I, I will say too, I, I don't know of anything that, that measures uh, up in the same way. And, um, I, I just wonder, uh, as you talk to your customers, and I know you, you, you reach out, you're a really customer-centric person, always have been. When you reach out to them, uh, what are they saying and what are they trying to do? What's the general uh, uh, consensus of the people that you're talking to? Because you deal with some some great customers from all spectrums, not just white tablecloth uh, restaurants, but uh, business dining as well, and, and all kinds of people in this business. What are they saying? Um,
1: the people that I've spoken to thus far, of course, you know, everyone is worried. Um, you hear heartbreak in, in their voices for for having, you know, to let their people be laid off and and just to watch their business go to to almost zero, you know, if if nothing. Um, but they're trying to keep the doors open they're doing the takeout delivery. Um, You know, I see projects that for myself projects in the works that were in the works for months and months are now obviously, you know, on indefinite hold. Um, But the people that I've actually been able to speak to, whether I, I called them or sometimes it was even on social media or, or even an email. And in a few cases I stopped in, bought some takeout food, Popped my head in at this very safe distance, you know, and or di- uh, safe distance, and said hello. They're they're actually very excited to see somebody that they know. It seems um, they're they're just seem grateful that we're thinking about them and trying to support them, whether it's just like I said, a hello or or take going and buying the takeout food that they're putting together. Um, and even a couple of uh, operations that have their own uh, retail markets of selling, uh, you know, fresh vegetables or fresh meat or, or fish or whatever that may be, um, stopping and, and supporting that uh, rather than going to the Whole Foods. Uh, you know, I went we went and did that. And it's just a little bit. It's not that I have endless you know, pockets to, to spend that, but we have to, we have to take care of each other. And that's, that's another reason why I love the hospitality industry. Everybody takes care of each other. That's, that's what we do. We not only take care of the people that are coming into our, you know, the restaurants or, or me taking care of my customers, we we're all in it together, no matter what situation is. Um, another thing, when I was walked into uh, one of the markets to, uh, to buy some fish and We're offering our time, Um, and no one's really come to me about that yet, but they have plenty of employees. Employees need to be paid. Um, If they're going to file unemployment, they cannot be paid, or at least not to a certain extent, I believe not well versed on unemployment, but um, we're offering our time at, at no cost. And I said to the chef, you know, I said, I'm not trying to take anybody's job or anything. But if you get to a point that you need someone to help you cut fish, wrap up things, ring up orders and and you can't pay your staff that were at that point. Give us a call because I will come and and I'll work for you for at no cost to you for a few hours, for a few days, whatever you need. So at this point, that's that's just another avenue of us showing them we care. And that we are all in it together and that we, we just have to take care of each other.
0: It's pretty amazing and uh, I'm sure the reaction to that goes a long way in, uh, in deepening the relationships. And and when you stop and think about it, <clears throat> we've talked a lot on Seat Yourself here about uh, relationships lately and how important they really are and uh, how, the, how the connection in this industry is, is pretty amazing sometimes. And it's great to hear you say uh, that you're doing things like that, offering your time and all that. Um, Bunny, I want to take a break here just for a second, okay. and we're gonna uh, we're gonna come back with Bunny and uh, and Bunny. When we come back, I want to talk about some of the great companies that you represent, and I want to talk uh, find out what what their reactions are so far and how they're uh, working to assist in all that. So we'll be right back with Bunny Johnson. Right back at you. See yourself is sponsored in part by Edward Don Company. Everything but the food for one hundred years. Now, back to our conversation. Okay, everybody, we're back here with Bunny Johnson. Bunny, of course, is a well-known manufacturer's representative, uh, has her group, the Hospitality Dining Solutions in Washington, D.C., here in America, and we're talking about the current situation with the COVID-19 virus and how it's impacting uh, her business, specifically on the front lines. Bunny, when we took a, when we broke off, uh, we said we were going to come back. Tell us a little bit about the companies that you re- represent. Yeah, some of the brands you mentioned a wide variety of brands, but uh, you represent some really best-in-class companies. So, uh, who are they, and uh, maybe you can explain a little bit about them? Uh,
1: thank you, Dave. We um, we represent, like I said, nine different companies, which which encompasses over thirty different brands under those companies. Um, Steelite International uh, being our, our biggest one, and and we've rep- most of these that I'm going to name we have represented since I started in, in 2001. Um, so that that carries over to to not only how I run my business, but also what I keep saying about that that relationship and that partnership with all the with all the customers. That's that's just how we that's how I work, and that's how we've built our reputation. But Steel Light International is the the largest one. Um, In the portfolio is also Rosenthal San which is Faderno and several other brands under under that. Um, I have Eastern Tabletop, which is out of uh, Brooklyn, New York. Actually, they just moved to New Jersey. Then uh, Plantation Prestige, which is commercial furniture. They are based out of Taiwan. They they own their factory in Taiwan and they have offices here in Birmingham, Alabama and Chicago. There is, you know, it's funny when I start to name them, I have to remind myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rosito Bassani is another small Italian equipment company that we we represent so uh, the point uh, the reason really to to name these type of manufacturers that we are involved with is that they are operating and manufacturing all over the world and the whole world is is impacted by this coronavirus
0: i was just going to say you have such a global portfolio of yes. products i mean they, they're really um from the uk to taiwan to italy to uh new jersey new york area new york metro area
1: we have revol which is based out of france oh yeah, um, yeah. and and then Light alone is you know is partnered with manu- 85 manufacturers probably more than 85 at this point around the world
0: so so with all these great brands and great companies how are they reacting to the current situation and and uh, what are some of the things that uh, uh, these best in class brands are, are are doing to either support you or support their customers or uh, how how are they addressing uh, the issue because um, obviously uh, they <clears throat> it's not just that their customers are having problems because they are as well, so they're dealing with their own issues as well as their customers.
1: Until late last week, honestly, everybody was was sort of holding their breath, Um, being a little quiet, not trying to put anyone on alarm, trying to operate, you know, a status quo as much as they could. And then um, Pennsylvania mandated that all non-essential businesses had to close their doors, which meant Steelite. They are located in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, which was a big one. Um, so that's for two weeks. I don't know the exact date that they've mandated that to, but the what I got from Steel Light was for the next two weeks. Some people are still working from home to monitor emails and answer questions or take orders that may come in so that when they do open the doors back up and we can ship out. um, Rosenthal, being based in New Jersey, was holding their breath as of Friday, waiting to see if that was going to happen to them. Um, They just moved into new warehouses and combined all the brands under one warehouse roof, where it was uh, in a couple of different ones around the country. And now they're all under one roof, um, consolidating the whole portfolio for them. They are just pulling out of the weeds of, of being able to ship again and, and then of course, you know, this all happened. Um so a little bit of panic mode there for a minute, but New Jersey didn't close them yet. So not to say that they're getting any orders anyway, but they are still there. And then Eastern Tabletop being in New York is um the the same
0: Yeah, I I think what would be good for some of our um, uh, overseas, some of our foreign UK, European uh, listeners might be to know that here in the States – Everybody's been putting out statements, but they vary sometimes. And first of all, it's a very fluid situation, to say the least. Uh, Number two, though, is that if you're in Pennsylvania, you may be governed by different rules than if you're in New Jersey. And if you're in California, it's different again. And and each of the 50 states, there are some similarities, obviously. But I think people... um, if you're in uh, any of the Scandinavian countries and you're looking at the US you might say well it's you know it's, it's all similar or or if you're anywhere um the uh, in the world it, you might just think that well the US how are they reacting well they react 50 different ways because it's 50 different states so it's interesting that you point that out
1: and we see that right here in my territory Washington DC is completely no people can dine in it all has to be take out um they've just shut roads around the um monument which we call the tidal basin for those that that don't know around the jefferson monument where all the cherry blossoms bloom because people were thinking well we can be outside and we can walk around and this weekend there was massive crowds and obviously that's that's not what what anyone wants so they they had to shut the roads down then you go into the state of maryland and um They are completely shut down as well, I believe, um, to only take out. But the state of Virginia, they have not mandated that. What they have said is that um, only up to 10 people can come in and dine and no more. Um, So there are places that did stay open and they're letting 10 people in at a time. Depending on how long those 10 people stay, you might. Be able to go in if you wanted to and and get a seat, but we do see that most of the restaurants in um, Virginia are are following suit of Maryland and DC and doing the takeout route and driving up. And it's um, it you know, it's a terrible situation, but it, it's it's actually um, uh, it's it's heartening when you pull up and there's the chef out in the parking lot. And his staff is bringing out bags with your name on it and there and everywhere we've been, the chefs are signing the bags, personalizing it like having my name, thank you, you know
0: yes, that's great
1: signing it. so they are also putting they're putting their face out there as well. They're not just back in the kitchen sending paper bags out in the parking lot everywhere we've been they they're they're out on the front to to let everybody know that hey, we're here.
0: Yeah, I I think that um, there's plenty of bad news about all this, but there's also some good news, some positivity in this too. And that is that for the right type of people, there's a great, great opportunity to deepen some relationships that you had. Most people in this industry, if you're successful for any length of time, and you obviously, you obviously have been, buddy, um, they have great relationships already. But here you can take them even to a different level sometimes. But when you, when you just described that, uh, that, I, that picture in my mind of the chef out signing the bags, that chef is deepening that connection to that, those customers. And those customers are never going to forget that. And that's that's, right. a, that's a special special uh, uh, relationship right there already. And uh, but it but it is confusing. It's different in every state over here in the in the United States, and it's different for the manufacturers that you represent, and it's even different again for the operators. So there's a lot of ball you deal in in basically three I will call them states, but District of Columbia, Maryland, and Virginia primarily. Is that right?
1: Yes, we do. We we go into outer banks with one of our distributors, which I wanted to mention that that because we've been focusing on you know the manufacturers and the customers, but then there's there's so many other people involved that that general public sometimes doesn't even is not in the forefront of their mind. People like myself working for the manufacturers, but all of those commercial distributors out there, with you know uh, whether you work for a food house or if you're in the smaller's area like myself. You don't have what anyone needs right now because you don't have chemicals. You may not have disposables. Uh, you know, you just have the smallwares, which is, you know, China, glass, pots and pans, furniture. And so we all have to uh, think positive and be a little creative
0: yeah it's a, it's a as i said very very unusual never before kind of time and and it is changing very very quickly bunny i wanted to talk about uh last last week you sent out a special message to uh, to your customers uh can you tell us a little bit about that and uh and why did you put out uh such a message
1: um you know it's it's exactly what what we've been talking about you know all morning here um it just that was just the first step of letting them all know that we're here. We're thinking about you. You know, um, we hope everything's okay. Um, when the time comes and you need us, we're, we're still, we're here waiting for you. Um, and we're going to continue to do that, whether it is via social media or emails or phone calls, like I said, stopping in to say hi, going by and picking up a takeout order, um, and then somewhere down the road, you know, when things are back up and running, everyone's going to be busy, hopefully. I, I foresee that. And they may not have time to to come see us. We have two showrooms. So we are putting out that we can do virtual meetings, um, which is something I had done in the past just a little bit because my products, people like to touch and feel, you know. But, it's a very um,
0: tactile experience, yes.
1: Yes. But we can, uh, we have to alter the way we do things now.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: but the bottom line of really sending that out last week, that was the first step in us letting everyone know that, Hey, we are all on the same team here. You know, our hearts go out to everybody that that is out of work. Um, at this point, uh, we're in that group. Um, and, and we're all going to get through this together and just be safe, stay well, take care of yourself.
0: And beyond that, did you have any other particular advice, whether it be personal advice or professional advice for your customers to think about and consider anything else? I mean, that's, that's quite a message right there. Be safe, stay positive. We're here for you. That kind of messaging is really powerful stuff. I think
1: the only advice that I could even possibly offer would, would just be to keep your brand out there. Keep yourself in the, in the forefront. Um, a lot of times when situations like this come up marketing is the first thing people cut and it's really the biggest mistake and ex- today especially with there's so much free marketing via social media uh you need to take advantage of it and don't worry about if people are like oh we they're tired of seeing my food posts." well they don't have to look at it then right, right. <laughs> but um. uh but hopefully, and I do believe, there are a lot of people that love all of our, our food posts and, and just, uh, even if it's just something funny, just to stay in front of everyone. And because when when we all come out of the other side of this, um, it, people are going to go out. People are going to spend money again. And it's going to come back. So at that point, the choices. Are going to seem even more than they ever did. So if you've continued your marketing and stayed stayed in the forefront, then then you're going to be on their, quote unquote, list of where they're going to go. Well,
0: I, w- I was going to ask you next uh, another question I had for you was any advice for your manufacturers. But boy, I, I can't believe that that wouldn't that advice wouldn't apply to them as well. Absolutely and what I think and, and that's a that's a strong visual with that chef standing in the parking lot signing those bags <laughs> um, I could see some CEOs of some of these uh, uh, tabletop companies out signing orders and um, yeah. you know being on the front lines too you know it's a it's a tough thing to do to remain uh, as positive as uh, as all that but in in tough times but boy I, I'd say I really I really believe in the power of connection and power of relationships and I think what you're doing and what you're Suggesting for others is a great way to deepen those already great relationships. So that's really terrific.
1: One positive thing out of out of all of this crisis is that thank God we have social media because we're all isolated to an extent, or or one hundred percent if you're isolated in your home. But uh, whether you do video or or just scrolling through Instagram or what, you know, we all can stay connected in that manner. So we don't feel like we're alone.
0: Well, one of the things that I had hoped would uh, we'd be able to do with this new uh, series Bunny um, is to inspire people a little bit to give them uh, uh, a vision that they're not alone as you just described and uh, and also to give them a little hope that there uh, there are some things that can be done and you can be doing things rather than just sitting and sometimes to get moving and to do some uh, positive things and particularly when you're helping others with no expectation of uh, of really anything coming back not trying to sell people things more helping one another so i really appreciate your time you've been really helpful for for certainly for me to to have the conversation with you and i I suspect for many of our listeners you're going to your words of advice are going to be very very helpful for them as well
1: well thank you dave and i really appreciate you inviting me on this morning
0: that's great. That's Bunny Johnson, everybody. And if you want to find out uh, how to be a great manufacturer's rep in this business, uh, Bunny is uh, is a great model, a great business model, and a great role model for that. So, Bunny, thank you again very much. Um, we'll uh, we'll look forward to talking to you soon. And if you hear if you see any more chefs out there signing bags, or whatever, let us know so we can give them some love too. Will do. Well, that's it for our first episode in our new On the Frontline series. I want to thank you for joining us again this week. And once again, our intentions are to speak with professionals in our industry who are on the front lines of this battle for survival throughout our hospitality industry. And it's through these conversations that we're hoping that you might find just a little inspiration and maybe some hope by knowing that none of us are alone in this battle and that there are things that can be done to stay positive and to stay hopeful for the future. So once again, I especially want to thank Money Johnson for joining us today. I'm Dave Turner, and we'll see you next week here on Seat Yourself. That concludes this week's episode of Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series. For more news, information, and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry, be sure to check out tabletopjournal.com.